wine in here. Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I am joined, as always, with my dad, Jack Brinker. We are talking Mac announcements today. How you doing? Doing good. Good. I'm kind of excited about what I just saw. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, Go ahead. I, 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 I'm due for an upgrade with my Mac, and uh, that's, you know, because so, I can't even put the latest operating sign, so uh, it's, it's either upgraded or... Or don't use it much anymore. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I, I, honestly, that was the one of the three. That was the one that surprised, or I, I was most interested in. And it's the one that I had said I hoped that they did, but did for some reason didn't think they were going to do that. Nobody else seemed to be talking about it, so I started second-guessing myself. Because early on, I said the Mac Mini is the obvious one to upgrade. You know, yeah. do, a, do a light, low-end uh, MacBook or MacBook Air and do the Mac Mini. And and not only did they do the Mac Mini, but they dropped a hundred dollars from the starting price. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a heck of a deal. I will say though, it also the starting configuration has eight less gigabytes of memory. Now I think that they're they're trying to tell us that that these new machines, when you compile code for these processors, uses memory differently, and you don't need as much memory. But all of these max out at 16 gigabytes of memory, which on in the Intel world is considered the minimum. You know, you don't want to get yeah. anything anymore without 16 gigabytes of memory. And in fact, the the Mac Mini that it's replacing started with 16, and you could take it up to 64. And this one goes from 8 to 16, and that's it. Oh, is that right? I hadn't yeah. noticed that. Yeah. Huh. Well, I was... Uh, when I first came on to apple.com it came up with a uh i don't know what it is it's a it's a let's see if i can figure out what kind of app oh it's i guess just a i went through safari and it right. pops up with this mail and so i watched the thing and after it it's got a, a real nice uh, scheme here where i can look at all the items i tried to go on the site but it's not open yet okay it's open uh, now I'm, I'm looking at it in fact i sent you a link to the um, uh, product comparison page where you can put the MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro, and the Mac Mini, the three things that were announced all running on the new M1 chip uh, side by side so you can then just scroll down and compare them as you go. Oh, okay, well uh, I, I have just the Mini up right now. I selected down to the Mini mm -hmm. uh, because that's what I was interested in and uh, yeah. talking so, about Wi-Fi 6. What's Wi-Fi well, 6? All of these, I think they're talking about uh, um, uh, not well, Wi-Fi 6, but uh, um, uh, the um, network um, protocol. I'm blanking on the, the initials. Six. Well, uh, well, it says it's another first for the Mac Mini. It delivers better all-around performance up to 1.2 gigabytes per second throughput right. for lightning-fast file transfers and backup to time machine. So yeah. Wi-Fi six, whatever that is. Not uh, it's not Wi-Fi. It's something else. Hold on, let me go look at it. Uh, I just that's that's not the right terminology. Let me look and see if I can find the 
the thing I'm looking for here. I'm, I'm on the Mac Mini standalone page now. And graphics, blah blah blah. OS server. Are you looking? Where are you looking at? I'm looking at this thing that came up when I first logged into Apple.com. Oh, okay. See, I've drilled down. I'm, I'm not looking at the front page anymore. Oh, it does say Wi-Fi 6. You're right. I've never heard of that term before. You know, that's Wi-Fi one of the th- things I didn't hear them talk about either. I mean, they, they yeah. don't have... That was the shortest doggone meeting I've ever heard. Yeah. You know? Well, and there's a whole bunch of stuff glossed over. So that's all going to start coming out as people yeah. can look at them and get the hands on them and, and compare them. Let's just do, I mean, just a, a quick side-by-side comparison. The Mini Air, or the, the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro 13-inch both have 13.3-inch Retina displays. All three computers have an 8-core Apple M1 chip. They all have uh, 8 gigabytes of memory to begin with, 16 optional. So you can get up to 16 gigabytes. Uh, they all have optionally up to 2 terabytes of storage space. Uh, 18 hours of battery life on the Air, 20 on the MacBook Pro, which also has a touch bar and touch ID. The uh, MacBook Air just has the touch ID. If you look at their computing stuff, they're all listed as identical. What they don't say is whether or not they have um, a uh, different uh, clock speeds. So like the MacBook Pro might be a faster clock speed than the MacBook Air. We don't know. It just doesn't say. Uh, storage on all of them starts at 256. You can go 256, 512, 1 terabyte or 2 terabyte. Um, let's see. Uh, the Pro has 500 nits, whereas the uh, MacBook Air has 400 nits of brightness. Other than that, they're the same in terms of wide color and true tone technology. Um, they are the same width, and the MacBook Air is at its thinnest point, substantially thinner, and its thickest point, uh, two one hundredths of an inch uh, thicker than the Pro. Um, yeah, I think I think when you're talking about those. The two MacBooks, you are talking about a change in clock speed. I would think so, but they nowhere did they have they said that that I could see. The and air is spec, huh? yeah. The no, air is I, well. I I haven't found it yet. The air is two point eight pounds. The Pro is three pounds. So you're only talking you know two tenths of a pound difference of, of in terms of like lugging something around. Uh, yeah. The stereo speakers with high dynamic range in the Pro just regular stereo speakers in the air. So. So you get better speakers. So, so far you get better speakers um, and and slightly brighter screen for that $200. So they've got to have something else that differentiates it. Oh, you get the Touch ID or the Touch Bar thing, uh, which, you know, some people may have some interest in. Uh, everything else, it's uh, 802.11ax Wi-Fi 6. They all, have, all of them have Bluetooth 5 technology. Uh Two Thunderbolt USB, two Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt slash USB four ports uh, in both the laptops as well as in the um, the, the mini, mini which too. which also has then two USB A ports and an HDMI port and gigabit gigabit Ethernet port, which neither of the laptops have that. You have to go through one of the Thunderbolt ports with an adapter. Um, let's see. They talked about uh, better video processing, but they're still using a 720p uh, uh, front-facing camera, so it's not super high-res on that front-facing camera for, for stuff. That's all right. But uh, let's see. They have 
uh, a 30 watt USB-C power adapter and a 49.9 watt hour lithium battery in the air and a 61 watt power adapter and a 58.2 watt battery in the uh, Pro. So you get a bigger battery and better battery life on the uh, on the Pro. It also says USB-C power port, which means I think that you can plug things into the Pro and use the USB-C off of the laptop to power other things, like charge your phone or something, whereas I don't think you can do that with the Air because it's got a smaller battery. And that's it. So the difference between them is very little unless they're going to talk about they, you know, punched up the the uh, processor speed on the Pro. But that's not... Nothing is listed here that says that at this point. Um, yeah. Now, it might say that if we were to go look at the specific technical specs, but I doubt it. Apple de- tends to not talk about that. Yeah. But if yeah. that's the case, they haven't differentiated between the two a whole lot because there really wasn't a whole lot between the two that I could see that was different. Yeah, the, one of the key things they really, I think, are coming at people with is a better, much, much better gaming performance if you're a real gamer. Except that uh, there's not none of the, the, the mainline games run on the Mac right now, much less compiled for a new CPU. You know, unless you're going to use the, the Apple games in the Apple Arcade, which, you know, those people who are into gaming that go buy gaming, you know, PCs that they build and stuff, don't play yeah. any of those games. So, well, I... You know, they mention uh, it, but I, I don't know that that's necessarily... I mean, maybe they have hopes of coaxing more people to do that. But I, I wouldn't think you'd run it through Rosetta. Yeah, that seems to me like a, a losing proposition. Although they said they did make a point of saying that some things run faster in Rosetta than they do on a native Intel computer. Yeah. Well, they didn't say know, what you, those what, things were. <laughs> what, what we're doing is comparing... Uh, Apple chip with Rosetta to what kind of speed you get with a PC. Yeah. You know? Now, they didn't say how efficient Rosetta is, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's a it's a right. tough game to figure out here. Well, yeah, and, until we get some real benchmarks and tests that people have their hands on, you're just not going to know. But, I mean, you know, they're, they, they, they drew us some nice little charts showing that it's, you know, twice as fast and twice as good a battery or, or efficiency but of course, those those charts were, you know, charts to show you relative differences. They didn't have any actual numbers on them, so you couldn't like get a concrete number as right. to how fast, you know, how are you measuring this? What's what's being measured? Um, I right. thought it was real interesting to see that the MacBook Air for the first time won't have a fan in it, so it's going to be like a uh, an iPad in, in that it. sense. Um, yeah, and so you know, it's going to be absolutely quiet. And one would presume then also very cool. Well, the uh, other thing that they mentioned is that you can play your apps from your iPad and your phone on your computer. So we now yeah. have a, com- a combined system. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. I don't know where you get. How do you operate them? I guess your touchpad will move around the cursor just like it normally does. Uh, right. To, to the touch, you know. Yeah, I think that you know, yeah they didn't go to a touch screen. They didn't say anything about that. So it's got to be through the touch pad that you'll point the arrow, and your arrow will will be your supposed finger on the yeah. screen, which is in, an interesting take. But that also means that you get uh, one finger. You can't do any kind of multi-touch gestures for apps 
that are iPad apps or iPhone apps that you're running on the phone. Why take that back? I guess I guess on the if you're using a mouse, that would be the case. But if you have the touchpad in front of you, you can use two or three fingers. That's a multi-touch well, surface. You see, I was thinking I'm sitting in here and I use my mini. Okay, it doesn't have a display. Right. So obviously there's no touch there. Mm-mm. But if I use if I use my uh, my touchpad, I have a way of inputting. Right. I have a I have a, a touchpad to the left of my keyboard and a mouse to the right of my keyboard uh, when I'm using my mini, which is my main office computer. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, so know. presumably I can go to the Apple Store and every every app that I have on my iPad I can download it into the new mini. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. what said. That's what they said. <laughs> That's which, what they said, which, which gives you which, a a. Yeah, w- it draws a clear path too, right? You know, it's like the 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 Mac can run all Apple software. The iPad can run iPad iPhone software. The iPhone can run iPhone software. You know, each one adds the ability to run more because you can run iPhone apps on your iPad. You've always been able to do that. Right. They're not they're not great, but you can do it if you need to. Yep. If there's something that doesn't uh, exist, so. so. So this is going to be really interesting. Uh, see, I, that until you try those kinds of things, you just really don't understand what what you got, you know. Yeah, just for uh, for shopping sake. So say you wanted to get the the uh, Apple Mini, the standalone little mini computer that you bring your own keyboard, mouse, and, and display with. Starts at six ninety nine. That is with two hundred fifty six gigabytes of storage and eight gigabytes of memory. If you wanted to max out the memory, uh, well, it's the other option is uh, the same except that it gives you 512 gigabytes of storage. So 8 gigabytes of memory, 512 gigabytes of storage. That's now 899 So you double your storage for $200. Mm-hmm. Um, now, then if you click on it, you want to uh, start customizing. You can go from 8 gigabytes of memory to 16 gigabytes for another $200. You're now at 1099 And you have but- 5 512 gigabytes of storage. But if you I'm, wa- asking, I'm asking myself, when you say storage, that's online. That's not a hard drive. No, it is right? built into the machine. It is it is solid-state memory storage. It is a hard drive, uh, the effectively what used to be a hard drive. So you have working memory, and then you have storage. Yeah. All of this is on-device. So, well, so it's if, so to, if you've got if you've got fast hard drives, you know, then uh, then you don't really care much about a lot of hard drive, right? I mean, in the minis, most people are going to have hard drive plugged in. That's, okay. That's oh, you mean a physical external hard drive plugged into it? Right. I've never used a mini with an external hard drive plugged into it, other than a, a one that was used for archive backups. Oh, I've, I've got every USB port full of with hard drives. Oh, okay. See, well, you, then what we've learned is people use it differently. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, let me finish this. It's it's uh, 512 gigabytes. Uh, a 512 gigabyte machine with 8 gigabytes of memory is 899. If you change to 16 gigabytes of memory, it goes to 1099. To go to a terabyte of storage, you go to uh, 1299. And then to jump to 2 terabytes, it's a $400 jump then. Uh, and that goes up to sixteen ninety nine, and that's a maxed out device. You cannot go any more than that. You've you've picked the top of every option. Sixteen. Well, you see, that's that's what I have in my old one. Right. 
I, I just want maxed out, you know? Yeah, the one that I have here sitting on my desktop that I use as my main machine is, uh, I think I bought it with 16 gigabytes, but then I upgraded, because you could still upgrade the memory in that one, I upgraded it to the max of 64 gigabytes of memory, and, I, and it has a 2 terabyte hard drive on it, of which I have about 100 or 1.5 uh, terabytes used. So yeah. if I were to replace it, I would probably have to get the maximum storage. I can't see not getting the maximum memory. Since you can't upgrade any of this stuff, you know, to make this thing as, as yeah. have as long a shelf life as possible, you, the, the, you know, the, you're hesitant, unless you just absolutely know that for the use case you've got, it doesn't need that. See, the yeah. thing is, I don't think any of us know how much memory is right. You know, they've got a little That's thing, right. how, how much memory is right for you? And it says, the M1 chip brings super fast unified memory to the Mac Mini. This single pool of high bandwidth, low latency memory allows you to share data between the CPU, GPU, neural engine efficiently, so everything you do is fast and fluid. Your Mac Mini comes standard with 8 gigabytes of memory, can be expanded to 16. The more memory your Mac Mini has, the more apps you can run simultaneously, and the better they will perform. Note, Mac Mini memory is not user accessible. If you think you need additional memory, it's important to upgrade at the time of purchase. But the thing is, we don't know how apps that have been compiled to run on the M1 processor use memory. Right. I mean, clearly, you know, if you look at the iPads, the, I, the iPad Pro line right now has 6 gig. Most of them up until the most recent one had 4 gig of memory, and it was able to run lots of apps. But most yeah. of them, it, mostly the way that was, it was very const constrained uh, background running capability. So if something went into the background, then it, it had limited ways to pull the computer and say, I get a little bit of, of computing power to, to do something in the background, because it was mostly designed as a single user, single app interface. Right. The Macs don't work that way. So, so my question is, is 16 gigabytes of memory enough to do what people want to do? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably just fall back and on buying the biggest monstrous beast I can get because I'll yeah. never buy another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just don't know. So it's it's one of those like, uh, you know. And right now, if if right now the screen says if you order it today, you'll get it November twenty fourth to November twenty seventh. But I'm sure that those dates are going to quickly start creeping further and further away. Because there's right. probably lots of people online going, I want one. Yeah, I want it now, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and I imagine there's a lot of people who want laptops. I know uh, one of my daughter's laptops is pretty old. Hers is a 2012, so it's eight years old. And the hinge has gotten a little floppy, and sometimes the screen's a little flaky. And, and, uh, and so she's been talking about getting one. Jensen's been talking about getting one and I've been telling her, wait, 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 don't, don't do anything yet. Just wait, <laughs> you know, and as a student that you can't, the mini, they didn't have it, but as a student, the, the MacBook Price. Air and, and the MacBook Pro, you get a hundred dollars off. Yeah. So, you know, that's a nice boot. So for eight ninety nine, I mean, let's look at the MacBook Air. What do you get for the, the basic eight ninety nine machine as a student? Uh, you get eight, Eight uh, gigabytes of memory and two fifty-six gigabytes of storage. Now, her current MacBook Air has eight gigabytes of memory and one hundred and twenty-eight gigabytes of storage. So, just buying the basic machine will double her her storage and her uh, 
and, and match her memory with a much faster and more efficient CPU with a bunch of stuff that this one can do that hers can't. I mean, eight years is, is you know, six lifetimes in right. computers. <laughs> you know, that, that's a pretty good run for a laptop that got used pretty, pretty much every day as uh, as a college student and then in her first job and then working on her master's degree. So, And, and, um, I, and I bought that with a military discount. Oh, the original one? I, yeah. I, that's I right. You got you. You got your. You gave your grandkids when each of them graduated for high school. You got them a uh, a Mac so that they have have a good solid computer to take to school. Yep. So, so. I'm glad to see it lasted this long. Yeah. I know. I know. Katie's anxious for a new one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she has to say. I think hers though. There was some sort of deal or something, and I think hers has. Um, it's still got the hers is a it's a, a year newer and so it had some features that that the other one didn't have and that year they changed some things in Bluetooth and stuff which has since affected other features that you can do like opening it automatically with your watch and stuff. Yeah. The 2012 couldn't do that, but the 2013 could, I think. But um, I think hers ended up having 256 gigabytes of storage on it. Um, oh, here's yeah. something interesting. The uh, the base. MacBook has a seven core GPU, eight core CPU, seven core GPU, and the uh, one that has five twelve gigabytes has an eight core CPU and an eight core GPU. So I think that they're uh, they're doing some bin work there. If if eight core, if any of the GPUs come out and they they uh, because of just the production of it, one of the GPUs fails. Then they tag it as the seven-core version, and it goes in the lower-end um, MacBook Air. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. And that one starts at twelve forty-nine, so uh, two hundred fifty dollars more, and you get double the storage, and you get a slightly faster GPU. Apparently, hmm. that's very interesting. I wonder if they do the same thing with the MacBook Pro. I bet they don't. I wouldn't think so. They probably use the same same thing in uh, in both machines, except they make selective chips for the air. Yeah, they're not as picky a user. Yeah, well, and what it is is that you know very often when they make these uh, computer chips, you know, because things are literally you know five nanometers apart, sometimes things. It just doesn't, you know, one of them fails. There's a bad connection in, in the creation of it. And so it's supposed to have eight GPUs, but only seven of them work. So what they'll do is they'll take the ones that fail, and sometimes, you know, it's not the same GPU, it's just part of the production process. And they will then, you know, use those as seven core GPUs instead of as eight core GPUs. And so they will have a product that has that, or sometimes they will even launch it that way. The, um, the, uh, third version of the iPad Pro had a 7-core GPU in it. And then when they came out with the fourth version about six months ago, it's the exact same chip except that it has an 8-core GPU. And people have gone in with electron microscopes and looked at the one that's a 7-core GPU, and it's really just an 8-core It's an eight core GPU. It's just that when they were producing them, they were, they were not able to produce in quantity eight cores that didn't have a failure in them. The failure rate was too high. So what they did is they just went in and said, well, if one of them fails, we will, we will 
we'll just sell them as seven core GPUs. And if all of them work, we'll just go in and disable one of them so that only seven work so that it's, so we're, we're selling what we are advertising. And then when they get the production quality better, then they later on say, Hey, we've got an upgrade. Now we have an eight core GPU. The whole time they were trying to make eight core GPUs. It's just when they were making them early on, the complexity of the chip made it hard and they were getting failure rates. Yeah. And that's yeah, part uh, of, of producing chips these days. Uh, I see they're really using uh, the processed audio for input too, because on the uh, on the air, it says you have three mics, a microphone array, right? And so we can pick that up a lot better. Yeah, that's something they introduced on the pros um, a couple years ago, when they were you know still on the Intel. The idea of using an array of microphones, and they've gotten really good at that. Anybody who's used their uh, uh, HomePod is you know that it's yep. stunning how well i you know i in, in my house i can be playing music on the home pod can be sitting 30 feet away you know on the, three rooms away basically it's an open area but it's you know three rooms the den then the living room and the kitchen in between yep. i can be in one in the, and and say in pretty much just a normal speaking voice you know yo jimbo stop music or you know increase volume or next song or something like that and yeah. it it hears it and does it it's it's stunning how well it hears you creepy and, how uh, well it hears you <laughs> yeah uh they're advertising a scissor mechanism so i guess they went back to a new the old keyboard here but yeah they, a refined a refined scissor mechanism yeah well they did that also in the last version of the uh of the pro laptops where they got rid of that butterfly keyboard that that, you know, in air quotes, a small number of people have had trouble with these things, and yet it's all over the, the tech news, people going, <laughs> these things stink. Everybody I know has one that's failed, you know. Yeah. That said, you've got one that was a, a, one of the original butterfly keyboards, and you've never had any problems with it, you said. That's right. That came out on the 12-inch MacBook. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you have the original first-generation 12-inch MacBook, right? That's right. Yep. My, 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 mine's going to be a collector's item someday. Yeah. You know, I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised that they didn't, uh, instead of doing the MacBook Air, reintroduce the 12-inch MacBook now. With, now they've got a chip that actually works for that form factor. you got to believe that was originally designed for an Apple chip that maybe just wasn't ready yet. And so they, they used the Intel chips, and that's why they were so incredibly slow. But I'm, I'm really surprised that they didn't do that. And equally that, you know, there's been rumors for a while that they were going to reduce the bezels on the 13-inch Pros and turn them into 14-inch, just like they did with the old 15-inch Pro and turning it into a 16. So that way, then they would have a 12, a 14, and a 16-inch uh, line that would be there yeah. for people, you know? Yeah. But maybe they felt like part of the reason that the 12-inch MacBooks didn't do well was because people had come to expect a 13-inch screen and that the Air seemed like a better... I think the problem was is they continued to sell the 12-inch MacBook while they continued to sell the Air. You know, you could buy a 13-inch MacBook Air for for $9.99 or for $12.99, you could get a 12-inch MacBook. And people looked at that and went, well, duh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you'd done away with the Air and just had the 12-inch and priced it the same as the Air was, but to sell a smaller computer for more money that was slower and had less power ports made no sense who were they fooling nobody <laughs> well i i was wondering i thought that sounded like you, you you've got fewer ports on the uh on the air now 
Um, it's, it has two, which is what it's all. It was, which is what it's had uh, just prior in the in the Intel version. Uh, so that didn't change. So unlike the original, like the twelve-inch MacBook that only had one, it has two. Yeah. Which yeah, I think that I mean that's a bare minimum. One just doesn't make it because if you've got to plug it in, you've used your one port. Unless you get some kind of dongle or adapter, and I tell them you, Apple continually forcing people to use dongles and adapters and carry a bunch of crap with them just so that they can have a functioning computer is is a yeah. losing design. I still think that they've gone too far in trying to seal the thing up and not give us supports. You know, I mean, SD cards are still the standard in virtually every camera out there, other than you know sealed iPhone cameras and Pros, especially. You know, professional photographers would like to have a way of getting that off of their camera and into a laptop, but and they can. They just have to carry a dongle. You know, yeah. and it's like, why? Why are why are you forcing us to carry all this junk with us? You know, and then if it falls out of your bag, then you're going out and buying another twenty five dollar, thirty dollar dongle somewhere. And it's yeah. Just, in, in a way, I was disappointed in today's announcements because uh, I've decided, having had a twelve inch computer that uh, I want something substantially bigger and I would like to you know have had an option of buying a, a, a some something with a 16 inch screen yeah well that'll come and, it just wasn't in this round right so uh, you know if I could do that then maybe I'll just hold mm-hmm. off on getting upgrading my mini I, yeah I don't know I, I would know bet yeah we don't know when it's coming I would bet that it will be here by the um, developers conference by June of next year. That they will come forward and say, "Okay, we've got some um, uh, M1 based or M2 based or whatever they're going to call the next you know iteration or one of the 16-inch Pro laptop and probably of the iMac, some early iMacs." If you right. notice, though, if you go to their page, they're still selling Intel versions of the 13-inch uh, MacBook Pro. I didn't see, are they still selling MacBook Airs? I don't think so. I think the MacBook Air, you don't have an option. The only one they're selling now is the new one. You know, So unless you get a used one or yeah. a refurbished one. So, yeah, so that's the case. So right now, if you go to the, if you go to the store, you can buy, a, you can still buy an Intel-based MacBook Pro if you want in both 13 and 16-inch size. Yeah, but not not with Apple Silicon. Not with Apple Silicon. No, I'm just saying you can still buy the Intel based Intel based computers that they the same thing that was selling yesterday oh. is still oh, available. Yeah. So right. you know if somebody said, "Hey, I need to be able to boot up Windows in a screen, and and I would rather run it directly on an Intel chip than through some you know Rosetta," um, then they can do that. Yeah. You know, if there's some reason you want to do that, because those the, are still good, still perfectly the, good computers. One of the first headlines I saw after this uh, announcement was uh, impact on Intel stock, but I haven't gone to look and see what it is. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I was reading something saying that you know, if this proves to be a successful move, that you may see um, uh, Microsoft become more aggressive at. Uh, trying to get their uh, PC makers to start switching over to Qualcomm or ARM chips of some manufacturer. 
Yeah. Well, the problem that they have is that there's different software required for their different silicon. It's not compatible with anything else. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a Rosetta. You know. So. I I, I think they're getting caught up and bound up in a corner. The business people, though, are going to keep buying the Intel products because they don't want to switch from Apple, but they may end up buying more Macs, although Apple software on Macs hasn't been as good as it has been on the Intel machines, and they may change that philosophy, too. Okay, you just said Apple software hasn't been as good as Macs on, as on Intel machines, which made no sense at all. What were you trying to say? Uh, is that what I said? Yes. <laughs> Well, if you bought Word and, and Excel okay, and stuff Microsoft on the Mac, products, you've, Microsoft okay, products, Microsoft yeah. products are not as good on the Mac as they on are Mac. on Windows machines. Uh, right. There have been some deficiencies. It just depends on the generation of the Office products that you're talking about. The current, um, if you're using the current uh, uh, Office 365 stuff, they're identical. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I. I'm just remembering my experience in the past, which is now quite a ways. <laughs> right. Well, and, and it's funny because there would be like a version on the Mac that was as good or sometimes even added features that the Windows didn't have. And then the next time they would take features back out and say, no, 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 we don't want it to be better than the Windows version. You know, it's, it just depends it's the, how the wind was flowing in, in uh, Cupertino, basically. Um, yeah, see, my last use of uh, Microsoft products uh, before I retired was mostly visual basic and they never put that on the Macs at that time no you know i don't know if they that's available on Macs now or not um, i don't think it is because there's already uh programming and scripting languages built into the operating system on the mac so they tie into that instead uh, yeah, but you know the current ceo satya nadella has has really kind of changed their their focus and sort of said we're going to make our software run everywhere and in fact they had um, the uh, Microsoft Office Suite running on Apple tablets on iPads before they had it running on Windows tablets which was shocking but they did because they said that one sells more <laughs> that's where yeah. we need to be you know right. so they made a business yeah. decision you know yeah. and I don't think in the days of Steve Ballmer or or uh, Bill Gates, that they would have made that choice. They would have said, no, we support our own stuff first. Yeah. You know, but uh, Satya Nadella said, no, we're going to go where the people are. Right. So just, you know, different leadership, different different uh, emphasis. They, they made a big deal about unified memory. Uh -huh. Other than the fact that in the chip, uh, that's the only place the unified memory matters. Uh, I, I think all of that is something that's a don't care. It's not even good for marketing. Uh, yeah, I don't know that it's good for marketing. I think it is good technically in a lot of ways, though, because you never have to go out onto a uh, a bus that has limitations in terms of trying to move stuff back and forth to you know to your graphics card or to your you know add-on uh, uh, computer learning card or your 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 neural engine card you know it's all integrated into the same chip uh 
you know, if I write something with my with my CPU, my GPU can pick it up, or my my machine learning chip can pick it up right from that same memory location. And so I think the unified memory makes a lot of sense at that level. But trying to market that to the layperson is pointless. Well, my first thought about it is it sounded to me like an iCloud is to users, so that all my devices communicate uh, word data for every device through cloud. You know. And this unifies the devices by probably segregating the memory to says you have these addresses for, for search, such and such a use, and there's another chunk over here for another use, and it's all we have to do is change the address to go get it, you know? Yeah, well, that's what we, that, that is it. I mean, we're talking about, about running memory, not storage here, as opposed to iCloud, which is a storage device or you right. know, virtual storage. But, but I think the analogy works because it is sort of that way, yeah. It's, it's you know, I, regardless of which processor is working on that chunk of data, any of them can address that same chunk of space, and it all goes through one memory management controller that dynamically assigns locations and amounts of space to each of the different processes based on the needs. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all I took it to, to mean, is that it's, it's multi, multi-addressable memory. Yeah. Yeah, my sus- but, but they, uh, my suspicion. Say that, so I thought maybe it meant something else. But yeah, I well, I mean that's something that has existed in their phones and iPads for a while. So people who've done development there are familiar with that 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 infrastructure. The um, uh, my suspicion too is is that same memory manager will also say that if there's not enough memory, you know, physical memory, we'll virtualize memory using storage memory because storage is all all solid state and much much faster than a disk drive used to be as well so if they virtualize memory and use some of the storage space that's available for additional memory i mean granted that memory is going to be you know non-volatile memory that's going to be slower but it's faster than a disk drive and you know they don't do that so much with um ipads and iphones but they certainly can do it with the Mac OS because you know they've they've had that virtualization capability built into the OS for years so I don't see why they would have abandoned that yeah well speaking of OS uh, this will be the first uh, running of Big Sur right correct and it will be available did they say on the 12th or something like that yep yep it'll be on the 12th two days Thursday so uh, we'll be able to upgrade our our machines and see what what we got there. Yeah, because it will run on all the Intel-based machines that currently exist as well. Uh, and so what functions and features are brought over, we'll find out. I, I know that if you're running an Intel-based machine, you will not be able to run iPad and iPhone software on your Mac. That requires that you have uh, Apple Silicon underneath. But... Um, but other than that, I you know I I have a uh, a laptop that I have a beta of iOS. Um, what's it called again? What's the new one? Big Sur. Big Sur. Thank you. Yeah, I have Big Sur running on that one, uh, and I've used it some. It, it looks. I, I I'm not sure I like the visual look of it that much, but they're making it look more iPad iPhone like. Um, you know, just the, their use of shapes and colors. But you as know, far they as... So, they were so general about that. I thought that when they got through with these, they were going to have a segment on Big Sur. Yeah. You know? But they didn't. 
They kind of did that in June. They in June they they yeah I thought they maybe would have surprised us with some stuff that Big Sur was going to do that we weren't maybe weren't aware of, but I guess there really wasn't a surprise there. Well, but, they started they start out in a description on the chart I'm looking at developed to unlock the potential of the M1 chip, you know. So that was a primary objective. Sure. It, yeah. And, but they still and, support the Intel chip and all the old you know, older yeah. computers that are out there because they're going to do that probably for at least another six or seven years. But, but it, it it has been major performance benefits was the next thing they said and so much more. But I think they mean exclusively to the Mac Silicon, right? Yeah, well, I would bet that they're probably going to do some, um, uh, you know, it, it, they will improve the, 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 um, the interaction that you have with it, regardless of which Apple you're running on, which which device you're running on. Well, um, it says po- powerful updates for apps too. So now they've done mm-hmm. something to the interfaces that somehow uh, make that make some apps at least run faster or better. Uh-huh. I don't know what that is. Uh, well, there's a new design, industry-leading privacy features, and best-of-class security. Yeah, and so that stuff's all going to be built into whichever version of it yeah. or whichever chip you're running on. And there's a new version of, of um, Siri, or Siri, there's a new version of um, Safari that uh, is, it allows you to do some customization and stuff that you weren't able to do before for your launch pages. Um, and, uh, oh, um, translation is built in so that you'll be able to go to, if you go to a page that's in a foreign language, it'll automatically translate it for you. Oh, which that's is cool. Kind of interesting. It's something that Google's been doing for a while. So, um, yeah. they say here, uh, I'm reading something that says improved power efficiency and doesn't specify that it's only on one uh, version of the Mac. So, I think it's going to be improved power efficiency everywhere. Honestly, I think because they had to rewrite the operating system to work on a new processor, they also took the opportunity to build in some controls for, um, for handling background processes so that in a subsequent version of a laptop, they're going to include the option of having a um, a uh, cellular modem built in, just like they do in iPads. And to this point, they haven't done that, largely because the operating system was designed with the assumption that you were always plugged in and always had Wi-Fi or network connections. And so lots of stuff on macOS happens in the background while you're just sitting here looking at a web page. It could be start, yeah. you know, it could start downloading things and doing all kinds of stuff that would just eat up your but, uh, your bandwidth and your but, cell yeah, plan. But, but by the way, I wanted to ask you if you watched the uh, the presentation to its bitter end. Um, I mean, did you did you see the PC guy? Oh, he was there. No, I didn't. I was in oh, the process you, of switching it back oh. from one screen to another so that I could go to the store. So <laughs> I'll laughed, have. I, I laughed my head off. <laughs> it was it was the old guy from the PC commercials, John yeah. Hodgman. Yeah, yeah. You got to go see that. It was it was funny. Hey, cool. And, well, and, and and you you reminded me of that when you said all you have to do is plug it in. You know. Oh and, yeah. And so that that was that was kind of his shtick. You know. <laughs> More battery life? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who needs that? <laughs> anyway, I thought it was really yeah. kind of humorous to put it in where they did. 
bring him back in, add a little chuckle to everybody. That's funny. Yeah, it, it was it was a great ending. Well, it was, it was a really good series of ads that ran for a long time, and anybody who was alive during that time period will remember those ads running, going, Hi, I'm a Mac, and I'm a PC. You know, <laughs> the right, two guys. Right. That, yeah, uh, I, so, I sort of expect the Mac guy to join in then somewhere, but he didn't. Uh, he was just well, a clamshell. He's probably got gray <laughs> hair now. Shoot, yeah. It was a Justin Long, I think, is the, his name. I mean, you know, he was a, a, a 20-something when those were filmed. He's got to be in his 40s now. Anyway, I, I I thought that was kind of cool. He's 42 now, and I found a picture of him. Well, that's from 2010, so that's still 10 years ago. Oh. He was going to say he doesn't look that different. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, another thought that I had is, uh, can you tell me if if uh, if it makes sense to use a, a a laptop computer as a desk computer that's on all the time? I have heard mixed emotions about that. Um, I like to listen to the Accidental Ted po- Tech Podcast, and it's it's uh, three guys who are are very much like us. They are they are programmers by uh, profession, and so they know the guts of this. And one of them in particular is a guy who's been with the Mac since the you know real early days of of Macs, and so he's a longtime Mac user. And his work got him a replaced his desktop computer with a MacBook Pro that he now has to use plugged into a monitor at his desk. And now he says, but the advantage of that is, is now that he's working at home, he could bring the whole thing home. So he now works at home with the same laptop. He does not like using it that way. I mean, you you can use, leave it closed and plug it in and use it like a essentially like a mini. Um, he had some complaints about it, things like it wasn't sure when to wake up and. But people have complained about that a little bit with Macs in the past anyway. They, they made a point of saying that these things wake up immediately, like an iPad. So um, they may be much better at it than the previous one. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, it occurred to me, should I really replace my Mini with a Mini? Yeah. You know? Yeah, if you replace things- it with the 13-inch MacBook Pro, you still get the, uh, the active cooling. You get the exact Look- same memory and, and storage options so well let me tell you the problem it doesn't solve it doesn't solve the camera problem because as you described it you kept the thing closed and just used the remote uh display uh when you wanted to to see something right but the dis- but my display doesn't have a camera some uh, of them may have okay yeah but i i would have to order a separate display and put it on top not that that's an expensive thing to do yeah uh, it's I, actually I more expensive than it used to be. You know, those were that was an item that was sold out back in uh, April and May because so many people were working at home buying them, and you couldn't find a, a computer camera that was worth a darn for any amount of money. Mm. Um, I think that has since changed. But yeah. you can also get a much better quality camera than the one that's built into the laptop. I have a Logitech um, uh, 900 series uh, computer camera that is far better than anything that's in any of the Apple laptops in terms of clarity, low-light capabilities. Um, How does it attach? It sits on... It's got like a like a little leg and, a, and, a, and an edge on the front, and you kind of hang it over on the uh, the front edge of the, the monitor, and then the little leg is kind of weighted, and it, it presses against the back to hold it in place, and then it's got the ability to tilt and angle and all that stuff. So so it does hook on the top of the monitor? Yeah, it Yes. 
Well, maybe I'll have to look at something like that because yeah. that's that's the other thing that kind of bugs me. For example, I can't do a Skype with you on my on my desktop machine for that reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you can do a Skype. We just can do audio only, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. The, um... well, the Skype program doesn't even want to come up without finding a camera. It tells you can't find a camera. I run it every day without a camera on it. Well, uh, I tried to, to bring that up with, without a camera, and it refused. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I've been, I do it literally every day. Huh. Some days I do it multiple times. <laughs> well, I'm, I, the only time I use Skype is when I talk to you. I, I, that's, that's, that's Microsoft stuff that I abandoned, you know? Right. Well, and the only reason I use Skype instead of using Facebook or Facebook, FaceTime is because uh, Apple has locked down FaceTime for, air quotes, security reasons that have kept uh, companies from able, being able to put hooks into it to capture the audio stream. And Skype very intentionally allows you to do that. In fact, it's even got a way to built in to, to capture the audio and video. Um, and so, you know, for doing what we're doing, I need to be able to capture the audio screen. Uh, now, I guess I could theoretically... Um, you could run an app on your end that recorded your audio and I would run one that records my audio and then you could send me your audio file and I could then combine the two to make the show. That I know a lot of um, uh, uh, podcasts that do that because that's the, that's the way to get the, the best audio quality because your audio quality is local to you and mine is local to me and then right. I just have to sync the two. Uh, yeah. You know. So... Hmm. Um, you know that's a one of those things that we could uh, you know try to do, but I um, it's just an extra step, you know. Yeah, it's an extra step, and I think the actual audio quality of the Skype is generally pretty good. It's maybe not the best that it could be, but it's generally pretty good. So well, anyway, I was I was just noticing that. Uh, if, if I upgrade, I don't have a screen that's capable of putting out uh, all the fine quality pictures out of the uh, of, well of any of the three devices. Uh, I've, I've got a, a cruddy old cheap display that I think oh, I get twenty five dollars for at a at a. <laughs> oh, the monitor you mean in your in your space? Right. Yeah. Well, shoot, you know. But, Christmas actually, time for less than two hundred dollars, you can get a four K TV to set in front of you. Then you got a four K screen. Yeah. Well, I've been too cheap to do it because I yeah. don't sit in here and do that very often. Yeah. You know? Well, and to be but, honest, the four K screens that they sell, I think the smallest ones they sell are like forty inches. That's really too big. I mean, you have to you have to lift up your head and turn your body sideways to see all the corners. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, it's not justified if you don't, if for most small pictures, unless you're, you spend 24 hours a day in front of your screen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I spend a lot of time in front of my screen, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, I'm one of those people, too, that says, you know, I think the 4K pictures look really nice, but I'm perfectly happy looking at a 1080p screen and going, yeah, that's fine, especially when it's, you know, well, that's what mine is, and, and sometimes I look at it, and I'm, I'm amazed at how good the picture is. Yeah, you know? it's like, you know, and I mean, my visual acuity is not, is is 
pretty good. I mean, when I'm inside of my arm's length, I have to wear reading glasses. But outside my arm's length, uh, the doctor measured it and said, I see better at, at, I see at 20 feet what the average person sees at 15. So I have above average eyesight. The 4K yeah. stuff just doesn't impress me that. What, what actually impresses me more than 4K is high dynamic range, that HDR, that wide color gamut. Yeah. So you get brighter brights and darker darks. It looks more real that way. That, to me, is worth it. You know, so if you're getting a, a screen, get one that can do HDR. Mm, yeah. By the way, I on my screen right now, I have two of, I think, the best points about the new MacBook Air. And number one, up to 18 hours of battery life. That's six more hours free of charge, as it says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you notice that on the, on the MacBook Pro, they said... Uh, it, it offers 20 hours of battery life. That's 10 more than the existing MacBook Pros. I went, you mean double. All you do is say it's double. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, then, then the other one, other side of the screen, it says, no fan, no noise, just air. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, that's that's one nice thing. You know, if you're comparing the two, one very nice thing. And it's not like you pick up any ad- additional um, ports or anything by going to the Pro. If I were looking at a laptop between the two, I would say, you know, save the money and get the um, the Air rather yeah. than the Pro for, for 90% of the people. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, once we get them in people's hands, we'll quickly find out if indeed the Pro is like clocked a little faster or something. But um, uh, the Air looks like a heck of a deal right now. Uh, especially for students, you know, at eight ninety nine, that just mm-hmm. seems pretty stunningly uh, powerful yeah. computer. And, and since, let's see what I—that's what I was thinking—is the air seems like such a really good deal, but could I really run it twenty four hours a day? You know? you know, as your as your desktop machine, most of the yes. time. Well, realize that you would have to use one of your two ports for power. That gives you one port. And you probably, if you're using it as a like server type machine, want to plug it into uh, uh, the network as opposed to using Wi-Fi. So that's your other port. Yeah. That does does that uh, ruin the battery in there, leaving it plugged in oh, all the time? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I they I know they say that you can use them that way. So I mean, you know, they're set up to drive desktop monitors. You know, and that. No, you'd have to get some kind of port splitter because you'd also have to use one of those to drive the monitor, the desktop monitor, unless you just left it plugged in all the time and used your laptop monitor, I guess. But if you wanted to well, plug it into, you know... Well, the, well, I have an I have an adapter, you know, from the uh, USB-C. Right. Which is, I guess, the new F... Or what do they call it? The Dash 4 or uh, It's going to be... Yeah, it's USB-C 4, which is Thunderbolt capable. Yeah. So... But it's the same. But it's it's a C it's a C adapter. So yes, your current adapter will work. So anyway, I have an adapter I could plug into it that that would send it to the monitor. Uh, and but the other reason for leaving it on is that I want that to be uh, have be a good server for all of the music and everything else that I don't want on all the other devices. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to use it as a server. Um, you know, I, I, honestly, I if like you look at, you know, the, you, the mini has a fan yeah. in it. It's meant to sit yeah. there and run that way. The pro yeah. has a fan in it. It has a, you know, I, I would be, I would be hesitant to say I'm going to run the, uh, the air 
like that all the time. Yeah. Better have good ventilation, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, although, yeah, for the difference of a few hundred dollars, you can buy a little USB fan for like eight bucks on uh, on Amazon and just point it at the thing and have air blowing on it. It'd probably be fine. Yeah. You know, when it's sitting there, just put a fan on it. That, that seems like a cruddy thing to do. You got this fancy new machine and... <laughs> just point a fan at it. <laughs> got this stupid fan laying on it. Just <laughs> trying to be on the safe side. Just trying to be safe. Uh, yeah. Take, take a picture of that and send it to Apple, you know? They'd cringe. Yeah. <laughs> Go, why are you doing that? Uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, it's it's been a fun day. That's, uh, it has. It was, uh, it was a good 45 minutes, but it went by real fast. It did, and it left uh, us with a lot of questions unanswered. Yeah, so we're going to have to do some reading. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not willing to be one of those people who would get online and go buy right now this instant, because... There's just still too much I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You want to know what's the answers to some of those questions about uh, uh, clock speeds and what that means and, and uh, you know, how do they really get warm? I mean, theoretically, it's about the same number of uh, processors and, or, or yeah, processors and, uh, and graphics processors as in, a uh, iPad Pro right now. It's not like that gets ridiculously hot, but you know, and this is even more advanced. It's a smaller die and and but more more uh, transistors. You know, it's just I don't know what it all means. Don't know what it all means in the in the long yeah. run. Yeah. Any prognostications about the future now as we as we move along this path of. Uh, of uh, Apple Silicon. Yeah. My guess is, like I said, my guess is next is probably a 16-inch MacBook Pro and an initial iMac. And I would bet that we see them, if not in the first quarter, by the time we get to the developers' conference. They're going to start at the bottom and work their way up. So the last one that will get moved up will be the Mac Pros. Yeah. But it will get embarrassing because you'll be able to get an iMac spec that will be faster than the Mac Pro before they do you know (laughs) (laughs) that's that's right they may artificially not you know they may hold back the faster imax so they'll introduce imax but the initial ones will just be standard desktops they won't be as powerful because they don't want it to be so much better than than their you know forty thousand dollar (laughs) computer imagine if you just spent that forty thousand dollars yeah although you know people who who are spending that kind of money on computers they don't care. They don't care what the chip is or whatever. They're buying it and they're expensing it as part of, you know, making this movie or whatever. And it's like, we need, you know, four machines to render the video. And so go get them, go get them spec'd. You know, they, they know. They just budget and say, well, that's part of the cost of doing business. And they don't care. Yeah. You know, they're not like, you know, an individual who's making an investment that they're going to sit on it. They don't, you know, individuals don't buy $40,000 computers very often. That's a very, very small market, but but a stu- you know a, a studio or a production group that's that's doing um, CGI for a movie will say you know okay we're going to do it we'll bid X amount and built into the bid is the cost of just going and buying the computers and they don't care which ones they are as long as they do the job. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, 
What I've got a strange little thing here floating around. I don't know how where it came from on the Skype where it's got a microphone. Uh, yeah. End call button. That's your your active call window. You can optionally go into your settings for Skype and turn that off if you don't like it there. But every time you're online with Skype, that's going to be on the screen somewhere. Oh, I see. I used well. to drag it out of the way, and I finally went into settings and just got rid of it. By the way, I also sent you a link to the uh, Logitech C930C camera, which is... Uh, I, I, I saw that. I yeah. clicked on it, and apparently, because you were talking, it immediately came back to Skype. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know how that's set up. But that is that is a slightly newer version of the one that I I have. Mine's an older. I think mine's a 920 instead of a 930. Is this the wide-angle lens? Um, it, has a, it has a couple different angles that it can turn on and off. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can choose how much, you know, it's, like, it's got like a wide and a regular lens and it's a Zeiss lens that's in there so it's a higher quality lens than just the plastic generic ones um, so you, it's a it's a very clear one I do notice that it says this is an Asian model which means that it's um, uh, not for American sales so oh so I can't read the, the book huh well I probably won't get any support on it either but they you know you can do a search there's others out there like that well here's the CX20 Pro HD that's the exact model that I have uh, and that one's, they don't list any prices. You have to go see buying options. See, they're still hard to find. No, my, mine is on Amazon for uh, ninety three seventy six cents. Right. That's the one that I just sent you. I'm telling you that I, that one is the gray market one. Uh, I found the exact same model that I've got that is on Amazon for $96.88, but you have to pay $5 for shipping, and you'll get it by the end, around the end of the month. Oh. So. Oh, well, what what does this yours do that this one doesn't? You know? I have no idea. I have no idea. But um, I remember when I got the one that I got, I had done some reading and research, as I always do when I buy stuff, and it was hands down the one to get by some people who do video and 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 uh, and they said, yeah, this just don't don't even mess around. Go get one of these. And of course, these days, um, you know, they're hard to find, but. Mm-hmm. Who knew? So, <laughs> yeah, let's see what they say about delivery here. Eight left uh, order delivered by Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. That would be unlucky, wouldn't it? Yeah. Did you did, did you, you send me the link to, your, to the to the other camera? I did. So the one I sent you originally was the uh, the C nine thirty C HD Smart cam and the other one that I sent you is the C920X Pro HD webcam like I said if you look at them they look very similar so I don't know that there's that much difference I think maybe just the the glass that's used and and, uh, you know I I don't know it's hard to say what it is yeah it does something called X split but I don't know what that is that other one had four time digital zoom yeah. Of course, di- digital zoom doesn't mean much. That's just yeah. That's crap. So anyway, well, thank you for sending that, and uh, I'm uh, hungry, so I'm about ready to leave you. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, we did get a much later start than we normally do because we wanted to wait till Apple was done talking about their stuff. So, um, anyhow, um, I guess we're done talking about the stuff. So, thanks for joining me today, and uh, we will talk to everybody again in the next show on Monday. Hopefully, we'll know a little bit more about the details of these products because there should be some reviews out by then that, since they're, they should be in people's hands by the end of the week. So, yeah. Well, it's been fun, Todd. It has. Have a good week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.